On today's episode of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, we're talking about country and punk rock and roll made right down in Richmond by God, Virginia. The strapping, get ready, put on your boots and plug in. It's time for Chunky Glasses, the podcast. Yeah! Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man Merely a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. Welcome back to the Basement Fellow Music Lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here in Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, and got a great show for you today to kick off your week. Hope you enjoyed our uh, our review of Mr. Aaron Abernathy's album. More to the point, I hope you went out and got yourself a copy of Dialogue, or at least streamed it, listened to it, engaged with it, absorbed it, uh, move it into your life and into your heart, because it is... Uh, as Eduardo said on our little, little tweet fork thing, uh, it's a soundtrack for 2017. It is a is a handbook for civil rights uh, in the modern age, and uh, and besides that, it jams. And uh, you're in luck too because we taped a three hour interview with Abernathy and his friend Chris uh, that Thursday, last Thursday. You're going to hear this Thursday, and uh, it's stunning. And it is it's, we're going to break it into two parts. Make it easily digestible for you, but uh, look forward to that. Right now, today, you know we like to talk about country, and, and more to the point, my friend Marcus Downing likes to talk about country. So much so, he just has a piece uh, published in Vice about his experiences with country and how uh, it has sort of let him down in the face of Donald Trump. Uh, the band we're talking about today, Midland, uh, you know, look, they're, they're great musicians, they've paid their dues, but it doesn't seem like that, but that's because... Uh, they're delivering a type of polished country pop on the label Big Machine. That is, uh, it's what makes the industry go around. It's why the why country music is the biggest industry uh, today. And uh, and so we're going to be talking about that and a uh, good little discussion. Play a few tracks off that, get you acclimated. I I love the album personally, but uh, we'll see what you guys think. And then uh, and then our good friends in positive note, Kenneth and Tracy. Uh, they're right down there in Richmond, Virginia, put out a new album, Partners in the Wild. It is available right now. They are out on tour supporting it with some, some uh, release shows, and uh, and it's great. Their last album kicked ass. This album kicks ass. Basically, I think what you can derive from this, if you're following transitive properties and all that, is that Positive No makes kick-ass music. But I'll tell you a little mo- bit more about that on the backside of this. So if you guys are ready... You got your shit kickers on, uh, got your red solo cup and whatnot, and you're ready to head on down to the basement, talk about some country, I say we do so. Here you go. Talking about On the Rocks from country's biggest and newest stars, Midland. I thought people had. <laughs> and then oh, I was really? the album. So of all the country I've sent you your way, Mr. Wrote a Country Piece for Vice. Yeah, did that. 
You uh, is it out yet? It's it, it will be out next week. Okay. Like officially. Okay, so we can't pimp it yet. But yeah, if all the country out. have sent you what you you need to you need to come over I don't know if it's possible, you need to come over and hang out more often when like when me and Daria are just sitting here listening to the country. Yeah. And you'll be like, damn. I mean it's it's funny, like this 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 thing. It's just you know so I guess we should just start the show then. No, we it's, it's, it's we're okay. rolling, man. I got cool, so we're talking about I, the, I got we're a talking fresh about, beer. Yeah, Midlands on the rocks. Yeah. Um band from California? No. They're from Texas, yes. Texas. Texas. Yeah, their sound is California, though. No. No, I feel no, like it's Texas. Feel like well, well, we'll talk. We'll talk we'll about talk. this because we'll that's the, the, the sick, perverted genius of Midland. Yeah, maybe. Because it's, it's genius, and I, I hate myself for liking large parts <laughs> of this album. <laughs> like, I actively hate myself. Like, so... Let's tell people what we're talking about here. This yeah, is, yeah, and, yeah. And, and full credit to Chris Richards. Uh, we don't get press releases from Big Machine. No. Not on the radar. And that's that, that's fine. That's yeah. fucking fine. Yeah. Uh, probably shouldn't be on the radar. Chris does, and he wrote about this band in the Washington Post. Yeah. And the thing, if you know Chris, he has an affinity for country music, and he's generally spot on. First person I heard about uh, Sturgill Simpson from was him. Well, yeah. Before he put out the thing. And mm-hmm. uh, amongst us, Sonny Sweeney as well. Yes. That NRA shill. <laughs> um, Hi, Sonny. No. How you doing? No. Not good if she's with the NRA. <laughs> um, wrong side of history, girl. But uh, but uh, so he, he put out a piece on this band called Midland, uh, which is... Big Machine means big country. We mean they're not the uh, Scottish band. It means pop country. It means the biggest pop country. You know, we've talked a lot about a, a good country, and and some of it is the alternative country, and some of it is you know just the generic pop country. Florida Georgia Line, I think, was a highlight for this podcast. Man, it's one of these the best. guys. These guys, though, uh, Mark Weistrach, Weistrach, maybe Jess Carson, Cameron Duddy. Uh, they're from Dripping, Spring, yeah, Dripping Springs, Texas, which is, uh, truth be told, one of my favorite places on the planet. It's outside of Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. It's on the way to the Hill Country. It's just the edge of the Hill Country. Uh, Israel Nash has a studio there, uh, which, what's up, Israel? We need to come see you. Uh, but, and you can, it's this weird borderline between uh, Lukenbach, which is further out, which right. you really get into Hill Country, and this is where you're talking about. Uh, asleep at the wheel. You're talking about Willie Nelson. You're talking right. about Texas country. Right. Two, like, Dripping Springs is like where the Germans landed. So, for example, we were just there. We went out to Lukenbach earlier this year, and uh, we ate at a uh, at a bra basically, <laughs> just in the middle of fucking Texas. Man, <laughs> South, like, South by 2018 is gonna be lit. So, <laughs> if I'm there, yes. <laughs> Yes. Kevin Hill has to be there. We, uh, well, we DC will get something they did not bargain for. I'll <laughs> say, say that. Um, anyways, these guys are from, from there. Back in 2016, they put out a, an album or an EP and uh, got the notice of people because, uh, uh, honestly, dude, they're fucking good. They understand the tradition, even though there's a lot of pop production on this. And now they are here with their uh, tongue-in-cheek title. <laughs> album in 2017 called On the Rocks. Uh, I want to play a little track for you right now. When you listen to it, I want you to uh, answer in your head this question. Like, 
where you think this is looking back to? And we're going to answer that question when we come back. This is Make a Little. Late 80s, early 90s, White Yoakum on your bingo card. You are a winner, boys and girls. Uh, that is Make a Little off of uh, On the Rocks. That is, um, <laughs> look, these guys, and there, there's something we didn't mention because I feel like this discolors everything about this band. One of the guys in the band was an underwear model. And so, like, Chris, yeah. Chris's review of this was that he was, he's ridiculously hot. You can't look away. They are some good-looking country gentlemen. They are they are a suit that our friend Robert Ellis would like yes. die to have. Yes, even though his suit is better than anybody's. Yeah, it has astronauts and glitter on it. Oh, fucking amazing! But but this is this is like seriously a throwback to eighties, nineties country, specifically like Texas country. I grew up on this stuff. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and it's like rockabilly, but but. But I don't know if you ever got the like the the straight shot. This is George Strait was doing the good stuff. Oh no, I got all that stuff. And it's, it's and it's it's a very pure shot of this uh, oh, on the rocks. Okay, you know, but oh god, I can <laughs> right. let me let me just jump in. Okay, okay. So there's this thing when you grow up with a thing. Like I grew up on like a lot of like Randy Travis and like George Strait. And just guys in like sharkskin suits, and and you know looking very much like these three gentlemen on the cover. And you look at the cover, and I go, "Okay, these guys are not Randy Travis, so fuck you." That was my initial. They're not far from Randy no, Travis. No, no, but then it's like, but you look at it, and you look at it on the surface, and everything that you want to hate is present. Then, as you begin to listen to this album. And if you know the music and you like grew up with the music and like you embrace the music, like right. it is what you know country music to be, mm-hmm. and they nail it every time, mm-hmm. you're like, who are these? These men are robots. Then it gets even That's worse. That's actually a good. Take. <laughs> you're like they're 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 country robots. robots sent from the future to save country music, right? And then you're like, okay. And then you start to look, and you realize that the uh, the the one guy, uh, Dwayne or whatever, 
Yeah. He's a video director and is an MTV uh, music won. video award uh, winning yeah, director. MTV Video Music Award for directing the video for Locked Out of Heaven by Bruno Mars. Right. So you're like, okay. So even worse now. So now you, you, you get over your hate of, of this band because you want to hate them. You yeah. really do. You want to punch them all in the face. Like there's a, These are the most punchable men in all of country music right now. Even worse than Sam Hunt. <laughs> Sam Hunt is really punchable. Man, I thought Julian was angry, but you, you sir. So, so there's this thing. You go, okay. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, and they're L.A.? I don't see. I don't see the L.A. Because this if you is... direct a Bruno Mars video... I mean, you, the, that's I mean, in the back of your head. The, 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 sure, the, there's an LA sheet. I'm looking at the design of this. So, so if you if you pull out this record, you look at the album cover. I mean, it's it's very intentionally '80s typefaces. Yeah, uh, they, I mean, this is this is a very like throwback album. It almost looks uh, like costume, like fake. Yeah. When actually, Again, when I, when I saw this, and 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 I think you'll agree with this. This is country music version of the darkness. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. I believe in a thing called 150 percent. I believe in a thing called love is the perfect rock song. It is the most essential rock song that has ever been written. Yes. Because it was like a succubi and inhaled every single rock song about that and spit it back out. Yeah. This is. They this... have a new album out, by the way. We might talk about it, and it's it's amazing. Oh, but, just as the but man. we're not talking about it right now. But but these guys these guys are that except for you don't ever see this in the country t- tradition. There is, I mean, I try not to enjoy stuff ironically or or take that viewpoint of it. But I again I cannot look at this, and it's not because he's an underwater underwear model. I can't look at this and not think that they don't have like a huge sense of humor about this. And maybe they're laughing to the bank. But maybe just maybe though. That's the secret in music, because that song you just heard is fucking that. It, it's basically saying, "Hey, girl, let's do it." Like every other country song, right? But it's doing it the better, better than any other country song this year has done it. I just want to say the past that decade. I just want to say that the songwriting we're gonna get, and this is a, this is a, this is a segue by yeah, the way. Yeah, to the, the this next song, the songwriting on this album. Is and this is the thing that makes it LA to me too. Okay, the songwriting on this album is straight out of the American teenage radio pop tradition. You're right, John Cougar Mellencamp. Right, in a way that is is like it, it's that tie. It's the tie between NSYNC and John Cougar Mellencamp that makes you hate yourself. Yes, that makes you just want to punch yep. yourself in the face exactly over right. and over and over again. Which this song. Makes me want to do. No, this song, this, this, this song is the best country song of the year. And we're going to put a poll up and, and look, Sam Outlaw, you're going to have to fight these guys because Bottomless Mimosas is great. Yeah, Sam Outlaw was talking about earlier. Sam Hunt. Bo- Sam Outlaw. Bo- Bo- Bottomless Mimosas is great. Drinking problem is in. Oh, it's amazing. One more night. One more down. One more one. First one in, last one out. Given this town, lost the talking about. But they don't know, but they don't know. People say I got a drinking problem. That ain't no reason to stop. People saying that I've hit rock bottom. Just cause I'm living on the rock. 
Motherfucking bridge. Look, drinking you to bridge. Pro- drinking problem is that's some Clint Black shit. That is some fucking Randy Travis shit. That is Garth. Garth wishes he wrote that song. Gar- Garth, because Garth was never that good to do that. that. Well, uh, he's Garth, written- was, Garth was good at a different thing. Oh man, Garth was good at a different thing, and you have to admit that. Okay, he okay. wasn't good at like the straight up and down soul ballad. Well, look, Garth is getting lost in the public, like. uh consciousness because he's done on streaming right so, but garth's thing was more like like the like the big ballsy rock like heavier harder was, thing but but there's like walk ups and walk downs and and if you listen to that song you think leading up to think uh people say i got a drinking problem ain't got no problem drinking at all you think that's the chorus but it's not it's, it's not. the pre-bridge yes. after the chorus and only and i mean this like only a master fucking songwriter can pull that off. Like I said, the songwriting on this album, this the whole album. Um, what's the name? The uh, Neon Rodeo. The um, the which one? Yeah, <laughs> Electric um, Rodeo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that Electric Rodeo is great. Um, Check Cash and Country's great. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's just there's songs out here that just make you go. Man, like, again, I grew up on this stuff. Like, I spent, mm-hmm. you know, like, in, in the Vice article when it comes out, like, I talk about being in Falling Waters, West Virginia for, like, two weeks of the summer for, like, three three straight years. And I grew up, like, on this stuff. It was what it was, what was on the radio. Yeah, like, for sure. it's, and the thing that makes this great is that, okay, so, like, this is, like, like, like people, people make fun of the chain smokers for the exact same reason. You're right. Like, mm. they... They know this stuff inside and out, ice cold. Are you saying these are, the, are chain smokers of country music? Yes, they okay. are. Because well, that implies a whole other thing. Because a, you're saying like these guys probably are date rapists. But, <laughs> but no, but I'm just saying that the thing about the chain smokers that makes them make pop hits is the fact that they know how to make pop hits like huh. cold, like almost to like a like you know s- well studied hmm. level. Where like so maybe not on the date rate tip, but at least on the pop prowess tip, right? Like they gotcha. studied this conceptually, okay, for a very long time. Or it is let's let's take a sidebar here and consider, like, do you think this is possible to just appear in people's souls and they can just do this? It's a scary thought for me. Yeah, I mean, okay, because so- think about it. This guy, this guy who wrote, wrote these songs, right? And it's a creative crew. The guy you don't. Win a, a well, it's a MTV Video Music Award, but you don't get the chance to direct a Bruno Mars video unless you are insanely in touch with how to make videos. Yeah, it's and and but but so is this a, a, a example of just this weird raw talent that we are we are early in the age at the dawn of the age of Midland, and they're going to be like bigger than everything we've ever seen before, or or is it studying that stuff? No, what it is is um, and we were talking about it when we were playing. I'm drinking problem. 
Um, Randy Travis was a great soul singer. Yeah. Like, in, in the great realm of all of the other great soul singers of the 80s. Randy okay. Travis oh. had new, Randy Travis in the same way that after, because after Kenny kind of like, you know, stops being a thing, and, then the Randy Travis thing begins to ascend. Well, and people forget that like country music, a lot of, well, at least pop country music, uh, really sort of piggybacked off R&B. And, yeah. and was, it was, um, we spent a lot of time, I mean, maybe, down too, to much, the maybe, maybe too much time like dividing into cultural like uh, sections of music, segmentations of music, but it was... It was a more white bread version of our. It, it was the version, yeah, that was like, oh, these guys are doing it right because all those guys, their shit was some fucking muscle shoal stuff. Yeah, of course, and it's all and it's all like you know like and it's but all they also interwoven. Do Hank Williams. Yes, it's all interwoven um, yeah. brilliantly. But the thing that makes the Midland album ultimately great is like. If I gave these songs to an R&B vocalist who had the this, this similar vocal range, they wouldn't change a thing about the arrangement of the song. That's what makes this thing so great. Like, at the end of the day, when I finally had to give it up, I'm just be like, yeah, this is, this is great. I can't, I can't hate this anymore. So, so, again, back to my question. Is that raw talent or, or is that just – is that – well, is that raw talent okay. – in songwriting or just raw talent? So the great soul singers, like 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 the Wilson Pickett's of the world mm-hmm. and the Otis Reddings of the world, like they're and, – and, and Wilson Pickett and Otis Redding chosen because we're talking about like a southern style of music. Um, these are guys who weren't like classically trained, but they had a song in their heart. And I know this sounds so – corny it's not though but that's the thing and this guy has the same kind of like to me it's not a it's a thing that he had the song in his heart already because he's a he's (laughs) a director and he's a creative Mm -hmm. and he had the song in his heart already i was i've been watching uh the steven spielberg documentary on hbo i need to see that which is really good um and it's the thing where steven spielberg just talks about the fact that like a lot of the stuff that he directs it, it always for him harkens back to his childhood so he always has like that heart of all of his great films is tied somewhere within like the first 10 years of his life. So the song is, the song starts there. And if you could always go back to the song and well, you just extract we ju- from we, it every time. We just time. talked about Tom Petty and he was the same way. Yeah. He, uh, you know, these people that ultimately make the best art tie it to something personal and not – What's become personal now, and this is why I don't like the the Kalila album. Yeah, is it, Kalila, is, yeah, is, is because I don't believe her. Like she's saying stuff that so many people have said, and then, look, there's a commonality to any, especially in country music. And in fact, the two genres that it really counts is the commonality is in soul yeah. and country, right? Because you have to have. They're all about you either. Honestly, both. Woman done left me. Right. Lost my job. Mm-hmm. Or someone ran over my dog. Yep. Less so in soul with the dog thing. <laughs> exactly. But, well, I mean, it would be the equivalent in soul of run over your dog. I, I mean, there's something. Yeah, there's there has something to be an there, there, right. There's something there, but, right. But the reason, like, her album doesn't resonate with me is because, like, this is not, it's, it's just not believable to me. And look, I'm, I'm a... By nature, a forty-five-year-old cynical dude when it comes to yeah. art, uh, which I appreciate, by the way. Thanks, but but that is but this uh, 
is it's so purely executed and so clearly meant for entertainment like and and that's sort of what you want and and there's no besides drinking problem which uh is the best song of 2017 we'll just keep saying that uh, Again, they're... I want okay. So like, there's a thing where all right. So like, Miguel has had a has had an extraordinarily song extraordinary songwriting run in the last yes. like five to ten years. He's 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 the same type of guy, as right? These guys. So I'll uh, so he has a song called Waves that harkens back to the Bee Gees tragedy. It's it's astounding. Mm-hmm. It's one of the the great songs, and people don't get enough credit. But Casey Musgraves. Does a duet with Miguel on Waves really? that was released on Spotify? That is holy fuck! Well, astounding. Well, so it's, Mus- it's Musgra- Musgraves is is in this crew. Right. That, right. I think, so uh, I was gonna say that I was gonna say that because like that's the thing. Like you know, like the the great soul, like you know, just exists that way. Yeah, yeah. But it, but she's in this crew where it, like it should be ironical. But it's it's not. But yeah. then at some points it is because like this one that I'm about to play. This is the funniest song in fucking 2017 God, because it's great. because these guys, trust me, they've cashed all their checks. <laughs> uh, this is check cashing country. Rolling down the road in the heart of Texas, driving band playing country western, driving all night trying to make the next gig. Sure ain't getting any rest here. With the highway below and the Lord above me On the telephone saying don't cry honey Trying to make enough to keep the motor running Sure ain't in it for the money This ain't your cash and country Yes, sir. Name of the songs, Check Ass Country. They are they are literally traipsing across every single country for lyrically or musically they're they're there already, but lyrically that has made all the checks cash and country. Ever. This is uh the song is fucking hilarious because it fits perfectly into the rebel outlaw 
like look of modern country. And this is where I think these guys may be uh, the true savers of country music. We'll see. Uh, is that they're clearly saying, like, okay. y'all are fucking stupid. Like, because we just shit this out. <laughs> There's a line on the Darkness album, like, we will not stop shitting gold. Yes. And this is that song. This is, so, this is like, well, if you write this song and you are look like that and you are on Big Machine... You are clearly looking at the industry that is supporting you and being like, "Fuck you, you guys are idiots." Mm-hmm. So I want to. I, I first time I heard this, I made this. It, it, it resonated with me because I was like, "Okay, country music has everything." Yeah. Right now, like I've said, I'll say it a hundred times this year on the podcast. Like this is country's year. Like next year, so this means that like next year is going to be the year when like. The whole world stops and goes, country music, my God, it's the greatest. Because it's the same way when like we, we were noting like the, the rise of soul music and the rise of mm-hmm. rhythm and blues and jazz and all that last year. And now this year, you can't get out of the way of R&B and it's like everywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. all phenomenal. And, and, you know, everybody's like making good records. It's like country music needed a tent post, like people who wanted to be yeah. the star. Sturgill did not want that role. Sturgill could not fulfill that role. So it's, it's interesting. I wasn't going to talk about him, but so I went but back. You have to because he's maybe, a pop star. Maybe. He's a, he's a but Grammy guy. But, but if we're talking about the, the actual country space, yeah. I went back and listened to Sailor's Guide to Earth. And yes. there were songs I like. But as soon as he starts to try and emulate R&B singers, it becomes apparent of how big a failure that album actually was. Yeah. Because that is not... That it's it's offensive because what's happening is people are like this guy's in country music and then all of a sudden they're like oh I might like R and B I've never listened to R and B but I might like R and B right and that's not the way you do it and that's no. that's the way White Man's World by Jason Isbell failed uh, and the worst song of 2017 the worst song yeah yeah not and look we've we said this and we'll say it again because we have a friend of Eduardo's who keeps trying to point this out to me. We do not believe that these are Jason Isbell's beliefs. Oh. We know. I know for a fact like that he stands up. He stands for everything we stand yeah. for, right? It's just a really... He just could not put it in a song. Just, you can't, sometimes he just can't put it in a song. Sometimes, sometimes, so, so sometimes the, that song is not in your heart. Yes. <laughs> sometimes that song is not in your heart. But, but so you have uh, stuff like that, and then this comes along, and it's... Again, it's playing with all these tropes of stuff, but then you get a song like Drinking Problem, oh, which okay. is, is it, it feels so easily tossed off, like, hey, guys, we can just do this in our sleep, because it, it, there's always a little wink, I think, with this album, and it just, like... But that's the thing, it's like, I feel like country needed these guys, because the last time that the world... Mm-hmm dealt with country. The last two times the world has dealt with country. Yeah. They've had to deal with country seriously. You've had to regard something about the genre very seriously. In the, in the outlaw era, it's like, these guys are all, like, you know, pot-smoking, booze-drinking, you know, coke-snorting maniacs. And that's the serious thing. It's like, ooh, this is a little scary. Right. Then in the, 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 the 90s, it was, these are all legitimate pop stars. Like, you know, Garth had the, the, the headset, Billy Ray had 
the headset. They they sang the big pop songs. They led the whole arena in dances and all sorts of horseplay. Mm-hmm. And these guys are like actual pop stars and in a way that's like organic and there's nothing that's like really like that's like forced on you with it. Like you can just kind of ease your way into it, which I feel like we need it because like the the women do it. But there's this thing I feel like with like women who make country, especially the kind of country these women make that engenders itself towards pop credibility. Because it's a lot of these beautiful yeah. love songs in a lot of ways, and, and, and also always, these and tough girl songs. You're always going to have what we'll call the Weinstein effect from now on. Like people look, if if a woman sings a song, like you're just, you just cannot look beyond and be like, oh, she's hot. Yeah. So, but these guys are. It's so relaxed, and it's all, it's relaxed to the point of being benign until you stop and realize that you've listened to Drinking Problems five times in a row and you know all the words. Yes. And then you're like, oh, this is absolutely not that. It's like an actual like monster. And they're not and the thing is with this is that they're gonna get better at making these kinds of songs. Yes, they are. And that's the frightening part. This is only the beginning. Like this is this is a fascinating thing to catch because it's again to make the comparison to the chain smokers, like the chain smokers are at the beginning of their thing too, and they've put out like, you know, all these songs that now are like not critically the songs you're going to be like this is a critically acclaimed song i could break this down critically and say mm-hmm. this this and this but if if i play you a chain smoker song five times you're gonna know the hook you're gonna know the hook. even eduardo even eduardo knew the hook yeah yeah like you yeah. just are because go, go, if you're if you're a new listener go back to our explainer yeah with uh Ch- marcus explaining the chain smokers to eduardo and it is fantastic because uh yeah it's just it's it's the real shit. Uh, much, much like this, like I think um, I want to take a quick break here and listen to Electric Rodeo, and then we're gonna um, kind of wrap this up or or steer towards a different yeah different place. But but this is uh you know more or the same as Check Cash and Country. Glenn Campbell would write this song. Oh God, Glenn Campbell we, oh did God. write this song. No, oh God, would he ever? But. <laughs> but but he's he's gone yeah. and these guys are are doing this electric radio. It's a lonely road. Two for the pain and three for the show. You put your life on old Jason Bayway dreams that ain't all they seem. With a hotel heart just trying to find a spark. Electric rodeo, we're painting on our suits, we're plugging in our boots, we're riding high tonight. On Acapulco Cove, and the rhinestones shine just as bright as diamonds underneath the lights. Electric Can't see the stars sitting in a bar. Okay. That is so. So that's I'm, a classic fucking country line, and it is on this album made by a bunch of kids who just even in the song title "Electric Rodeo" are referencing Rhinestone Cowboy. Yep, which is a whole nother area era of country where essentially here's what happened is that. <laughs> 
disco was big, mm-hmm. right? And so country wanted to get in on it. And so what did they do? They said, hey, man, we can make this little disco a little more pop country. Yeah. They, they amped the strings. Glenn Campbell with Rhinestone Cowboys at right. the front of this. Uh, there was uh oh what was the John well, Travolta it, what was the John Travolta movie? It was um oh my god electric. What is it? It's um we'll come back to it. I'll urban, find it. Um, it was urban no urban cowboy urban cowboy yes yes which is a great movie yes um and oh but also Exiles kiss you all over yeah yeah <laughs> which is the best yeah by the way yeah and Just and, point and, that so, out. and so these guys. They have like this sense of humor, but they also have a very deep sense of history, and have a uh, and 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 as such, I think have a a chance to like not only make it big but influence people. Yeah. And so, you know, to take a sharp, very sharp left turn uh, from this, but you have to have the conversation. Yeah, we do have to have the conversation because we're talking about country music, and as you know, here this is like now a week and a half ago, ninety one. Have the uh, had the worst mass shooting in American history at a country music concert, um, and um, they've done all the, I guess, appropriate things that that happened after that. We've seen all the appropriate tributes. Luke Bryant was that his name? Was that who yeah, was Luke playing? Bryant. Yeah, yeah, play, and he covered Tom Petty on Saturday Night Live, uh, but this was a crowd you know we've seen this we've seen kids we've seen immigrants we've seen gay people mm-hmm. we've seen african americans mm-hmm. we haven't seen in these tragedies is white middle class uh conservatives nope uh this happens to which is the audience argue well i don't think it's the audience for this album honestly in their hearts, but I think that's how it was is eventually they'll, marketed they'll, and put they'll together. They'll come around to it. Well, they'll come around to it, but I, th- I think what happens here is a song like that is they make this song and they mock I- inside the song, you know, what is going on because they understand the tradition. So it is an ironic thing, even though the song can be uh, enjoyed unironically. God, we're having a we're having a real. This is the best conversation. Yeah, actually, and, and so this, it, this gets on. This is a dual level conversation. And so, so it's far deeper than, and, and this may be why it works too. It's far deeper than uh, most country albums are going to go because these guys. I, I feel like they've had success. So that let's wipe that out. They don't care necessarily about success. They're just making the art. Well, they succeeded. It's a fucking excellent album. Right, but. This crowd that they're speaking to, and the crowd that like Luke Bryan is speaking to, and uh, are the ones I think who are going to affect this change that we so greatly need in this country, which is we need to. I mean, I, I'm on the side of we just need to ban guns. There's, you know, I said it at the intro uh, right after this happened. Uh, there's one use for a gun and that is to kill something so if you're gonna get a gun you better be ready to kill something and i i don't know a lot of people that i mean i don't think you do either personally that are like i'd really just kill something you know and, i know i know hunters which is well, hunter, hunting is different and, yeah and which like, is which is a weird conversational point for me well it's a weird conversational yeah. point but 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 the battleground i think that uh, we're going to talk about right now here yeah. real quick is in this country music, in this rural crowd, because this speaks to this. And you, you don't want to slip in, or maybe you do, uh, this is the time to slip in songs about gun control 
and be like, eh, slip in a, a 311 song like Guns Are For Pussies. Yeah. And put that on uh, a country album. Because oh, you're you're hitting on on a big big point for me. Well, well, like, it's I, it's and, the yeah. power of music. I mean, these are these are this is big machine. These guys they they made it in the post in a review that like eh, I don't know if Chris loves them. <laughs> Maybe he does, but he got them out there in the post, right? And that's what matters to Midland. And uh, but they're going to be playing. They're going to jump over playing. Uh, Hill Hill Street Barbecue or Hill Country they're, Barbecue. They're playing in the DC area uh, two times in in a quarter. Are they? Yeah. Where are they playing? They're playing um, Fillmore, and they're playing like a like a mini festival somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so they jumped over. Yeah, they're the, they're, they're on a the CRT tour that's playing but, at the Fillmore. Yeah. But so so they are one of these now country artists, that are especially as younger people, that are going to have this opportunity to like decide: Do you want to use your music that is hilarious, like The Darkness, and which is comedy super effective, uh, and hilariously precisely awesome to affect change or do you just get satisfied with being uh, a country hit maker? Okay, so the thing that intrigues me about country right now is that country more so than any genre has a real opportunity to like do something in this quote-unquote post-racial era because post-racialism affected country in the sense that it gave country artists a way to make all of the other music and to allow the influence of all the other music back into country because there's a period from like say 90 you you might agree or disagree mm-hmm. with me between like 95 and like maybe the last five years where a country got really country like and it wasn't so much and like like the pop like the stuff that hit that, that really like made a pop resonance I, th- I think we saw in in uh the bush era what happened was like Dixie Chicks got like, right. taken down, and you see, you seen the strain of conservatism rise up, and uh, because like they, Toby Keith, right? Toby Keith, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, booting your ass, yeah, uh, which is apparently Trump's foreign policy. So you know, whatever, <laughs> exactly. But but yeah, I, I mean, it, we it's coming waves and stuff. But it, essentially, if you look at Nashville as this machine. And this hit-making machine, and honestly, the last bastion of hit-making machines. The, the last. Like, if it falls, then it is uh, unregulated, like, free-for-all territory. Which, look, guys, take a lesson from Mad Max 3 and just cover We Don't Need Another Hero as many ways as you want to. <laughs> it because is. it was a hit then, and it, w- it was a hit in the wasteland. Right. So, you've seen the future, but that's neither here nor there. But, but y- y- you have this huge strain of conservatism in that and then you have but country I, artists coming out and what's becoming popular is like the Weinstein effect of like date rapey songs but and every song also, is about like short little like jean shorts and and but you have as an artist in Nashville their ear there's but there's a choice there's a there's a there's a line in the sand though now um i really feel like Country's in a weird place. It's a great place. It's a fun place when you like like to listen to music as much as I do. Where like you can make the song about the girl in her tiny little shorts, like very legitimately, yeah, without winking, and it could be a hit. Or you can make soul records and that lean in that direction, ironically. Because I think that the greatest thing about country right now is that there's a lot of artists who are ironically playing with the country country tradition and playing very fairly and honestly mm-hmm. with 
soul R and B rap and dance traditions. Yeah, there's an on it, there, and and it's a and it's but it's 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 a weird shift because it used to be playing like say like Rhinestone Cowboy, mm-hmm. which plays very ironically with disco. Yeah, and yeah, not yeah, so yeah. ironically yeah. with like no, the country. Yeah, yeah, so that is shifted now, and you have country music that is minimally. Country music stars, country. country music writers, the best ones understand pop music, right? And then they fit it into the country mold, right? So that's all that's going on. But I feel, but I feel like there's much more of an honest play with everything that's not in that classic country tradition, and that's that's the intriguing part because it makes the music sound different, right? Because like something like uh, like like Drinker Problem, yeah, like um, Bottomless Mimosa, Bottomless Mimosa, you know, mm-hmm. like stuff that Sunny Sweeney does as well, like. Well, it's interesting, Invol- it's interesting it's weird... you bring that up, and, yeah. and we'll talk about that here. So, you know, one thing, and Richards has been on this, and, and we've been on this, and, it, you know, after that shooting, like, people went immediately to the NRA site, and, and their NRA has a thing called NRA Country. We'll put a link in there. You should yeah. look at it. Because, and, NRA, and, because and the should, NRA would have an NRA And country. you should rethink, like, every single artist who's on there, because what this says, and look, Sonny Sweeney is on there. I We, we love her album. And uh, we talked to her. You got a great photo or whatever that's worth uh, after a show at Hill Country Barbecue. And she put on a hell of a show. But if this is a person who has this position of power and is saying, like, nah, man, guns are good. I'm on the side of an NRA. Then fuck that person. Yeah. Like, it's you, hard. You can't. It's not. No, it's not. No, even, it's hard. It's hard because country's going to country. That's the that's the with the people, right. Like, no, you're like right. You're people, right. Right. So, so people what, from so, that area of the country where where like country artists come yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. There is a dyed-in-the-wool gun-owning tradition. I agree, with, I agree with that. And this is what's so disappointing about Sonny Sweeney ending up, uh, up on that list is because those people, much like, like, say, my aunt and uncle, lived on a mountain outside Bedford County, right? Right. And, so, and they listen to country. Punkin listen to country. Right. Like, this is, for a lot of people like who can't afford cable, mm-hmm. although that's not the case now because that we have... Duck Dynasty, so everybody can afford cable. There apparently, is. there it is. But but say say uh, for f- bear with me on that point for a minute. For a lot of people who can't uh, or or aren't exposed to greater things, like their feed of information is now Fox News and country music. Yeah, and Fox News ain't gonna steer them right. But you have these people who clearly like it is country has the opportunity though. Look, you've been to Nashville. And you course, know, yeah. like people in Nashville aren't sitting around being like, "Yeah, man, fuck them immigrants." No, it's no. If you write, and this is something I truly believe, if you write a song, if you're capable of like tapping into that part of you that can get an emotion out, then you are not but, a necessarily cruel human being. And I'll, but I'll, if you're, but if you're endorsing or just allowing, or not speaking up now, is my point. I'll, I'll say this about, about this shit. Yeah. Then you may be a horrible human being, because if you can see, it took the guitarist for that band to see somebody getting shot in front of them. Right. If it takes that for you to empathize with somebody getting killed by a gun they shouldn't have, then you are probably a monster. Right, but I think that the thing is... is it, it, with with all of this, um, like moving forward and thinking about like how country can involve themselves in the conversation, 
um, I feel like there's like a, and God, this is, um, this, is, this is a term we haven't heard in America in 25 years. Um, compassionate conservatism. Yeah. There's a compassionate, there's a way to address this that involves compassionate conservatism that I feel like country needs to embrace. Because that is that, that is the grand unifier line in the sand moment. Where you can get the where you can affect the greatest number of ears with the, the with the shortest with the with the smallest amount of you know words, in in that sense, like there's a hook. I don't know what it is yet. I I don't that, either. I don't either. But when that, you have when you have that, people like Toby Keith going out back even back in the day, and instead of instead of again, this is where compassionate conservatism. Look, you know, if you're listening now, if this is the first time you're listening because you're like they're talking about Midland, like. Reality is like I'm 45. Like I'm not as liberal as I might sound. I mean I'm right. pretty. I mean you know this. Yeah, like yeah. I think I'm 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 pragmatic, and but go back to like that Toby Keith song. The only thing that did was aggravate foreign policy. Right. Because it created it, American foreign policy. Because no, because if you don't know a single thing about America. And then this gets blasted at you. you. Put a boot in your ass is the American way. Right. This gets blasted at you. Then what are you going to think about America? And that that's not who we are. Right. And so back to the issue of like country artists addressing gun control. This is the number two issue. We got to stop killing black people. Yeah. Dudes. Well, that's that. We, I, I, mean, I agree. I don't know how we're going to get over racism. Yeah. But stopping killing black people is a pretty good. Let's at least stop it, that. that. Let's that, at least that'll, stop that'll that. That'll start us along that path. But the second thing and, and, and a component of that is you don't need a fucking gun. You don't have a right to a fucking gun. There is nothing that a gun does. I, I will keep repeating this, except kill people. So unless you're ready to that. And look, if we can get a registration yeah. that says... I'm registering, and I'm saying I want to kill somebody. That's fine. Right. I know where the line is. But at least you're on the registry at that point. At least you're on the registry at that. Let, like, let's do that. But this idea that, like, even in the news that we talk about the N- NRA as some important organization, they are not the fucking government. And it's up to the people who have the voice, because right. the news media is failing on this, the country artists who believe this need to come out, maybe not in song. I don't know what a song would look like. And I've been thinking about this, and I'll mention the song again because I've mentioned it. It's like the second time in three episodes. Yeah. Um, the night the lights went out in Georgia. Right. Is one of those songs. But that, that's like a that's almost a murder ballad. Right. But but that's the thing. It has to be because you have to talk about the consequences of doing this action. You're right. So that's why I think but of that it, song. It, but it's telling it's telling a a uh, it's, it's, be a telling, story. it's telling it's actually telling a true story after the right. fact. So and so are you suggesting stuff like we have country songs about Philando Castile, about Travon Martin? Yes. About, okay. Absolutely. Right. So so where is that who starts that? Well these Midland guys know how to write a song. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that um Marin Marin Morris could really nail that because she's been really active on social media. I think you're right. She's a she's been very active. I didn't buy in, the hype on her album, but but I do buy the hype about what she believes in. Yeah, and she is putting her money where her mouth is. As so. a human being, I really yeah. think that she's probably the one artist, more so than anybody, who could probably like wrap her head around it and actually put out a song that was like intelligent and Musgraves. 
if it came out of Tracy Musgraves' mouth, she's like two steps away from being Taylor Swift at this point. So like, like yeah. as far as like on like a level of like what a song would sound like but coming that out of her Taylor mouth. Swift. Well, again, what is what is preventing? I guess this is to blow it out to the larger thing. What is preventing any of these people from saying, "I have a voice"? Sponsorship because these tours have to get paid for somehow. If you have twenty million dollars, you need two million more. Corporate sponsorship. These tours have to get paid for somehow. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, look, it's horrible. They're, they're it's in horrible. Is, in is Everybody the is scared of losing money. So when you're scared, that's scared of losing money. Like you're concerned about the idea of like, okay, so who's going to pay for again? Who's going to pay for this tour because they don't pay for themselves? Like that's what it is. I mean, it's the same reason why. You know, like, it's the same reason why, why, like, when, when they asked Michael Jordan in the day, like, you know, like, why don't you come out with any political stances you know, that are, that are, you know, anti-conservative? He goes, well, conservatives like to wear sneakers, too. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, you well, have to be cognizant I, I, I of I would that. offer up this to, to our icons as we, as we sort of wrap down this uh, weird left turn into... A discussion that look, I I want you guys to engage in this. If you're listening, I want you. Everybody to, should uh, email either me or Marcus, or just engage in the comments, or how, however you want to do it on Twitter. We'll engage, or if you're in DC, come by and talk about this. I yeah. I would I would glad look. 2017 has been kind of a shit year for music, so we got nothing left to talk about. There it Let's is. just talk about this, but um, uh, because this is what is most important, and what I would like to see is people actually stepping up and understanding like these guys just made great music. We talked about Kamasi Washington earlier. Mm -hmm. He just made great music. It is a coincidence that they can make money off of it. Yeah. But I, but I don't think, and, and to really dive back into the Midland discussion, I don't think that, this is a cynical album in the least. I think these guys just love this and they're good at it. They're having so and, much fun. And it expressed itself as it did. That's why the same way the darkness are. They love it. They're good at it. And they're just going to do what they're going to do. And I can't wait to see what the fuck these guys do five years from now. Uh, I mean, if there was ever a country band that I'd want to have touring with a live orchestra. Yeah. So that they could have multiple parts to play with for right. the arrangements right. because what they would of do these songs. they wouldn't just be like oh, shit we got a live they they would work it out right i'm saying like they like yeah. i would love to hear like drinking problem electric rodeo check cash country all that with like multiple p- pieces and fully composed yeah because i these are great songs yeah and that are beautifully written like i said if i gave a soul vocalist with the lead singer of midlands range the song he would change nothing yeah. In the vocal arrangement of the song. Yeah. You sing it one to one. Like yeah. it's it's really fantastic stuff. Yeah, and I mean yeah, it's uh hopefully more people will look at this and be it's always the trick with any genre of music, but especially in country music is figuring out why it sells. I I don't know how this is sold. It should be selling millions of copies because it's it's exactly what you want. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where where like Beyonce has to tweet it out. Yeah. Solange has to tweet it out. Somebody has to like get on this that actually like yep. pushes the needle. And that's where I think country's at right now. We're just waiting for the person that pushes the needle to push on the right record. And I hope it's drinking problem. Yeah. 
hope it's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> so country's like right on the verge of like doing yeah. all the stuff the country deserves to do because good lord, like Midland. Well, they've always been doing it, but I think they're on the verge of like, again, it gets back to like you have this influence. They, they can take over. They can they can take over from like bougie ass R&B shit. Yes. And, and, and just win and everything. Just for a while. Just for a while. Yeah. It goes in cycles, kids. It's like it's, stuff has to move around to turn it. the pot because as soon as some bougie ass R&B kid sees this, they might be like, Damn. I was listening to Marcus Dowling on that Chunky Glasses podcast, and I heard I should maybe listen to the Sam Elmore record. And they hear yeah. it and they find something they love. Yeah, so I'll I'll tell I'll I'll say this: like, there's so many great players in R and B right now. Like, it's the okay. So here's the teachable lesson of this: is that there are so many great players in country music who play straight up and down pop music really, 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 really well. They don't have to play this stuff, but they do play this stuff. And when they do play this stuff, they own it completely mm-hmm. same thing for any other genre of music especially r&b like and this is the thing speaking of ab because we always talk about ab because we're in coming at the album, album season like think about ab that's great is his band plays straight up and down <laughs> r&b Abernathy season <laughs> right it, it is it's just that time of year yeah. it was last year same time of year maybe you should do this every year ab um it's one of those things where, like, that band and that Turner play straight up and down R&B for Ab really, 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 really well. So there's this thing where, like, there's all these great players in the genre who play everything but pop music. Everything. They play yeah. jazz. They play experimental. Yeah. They play hip-hop. They play this. They play that. And in Ab's case, he's doing exactly what we're talking about. He's putting it all on the line. And instead of making – look, Monologue was a great fucking album – and it's a great statement about him as a person. Yeah. Dialogue, which this is going to, I don't know, it might be out by the time this is this yeah. podcast is out. Dialogue is a statement about the world. It is the riskiest album anybody has made this year. Right. I would say I would say it's risky It's risky um, as far as the lyrics. But as far as the music, it's the straight, music is, is it's straight up and down. But it's risky because here's a guy, uh, our friend, who is is just... Really getting out in the world on his own, yeah, and this and, is, and this is going to be it. But so, I, but I want to tie this into the Midland thing and saying that, like, if you're a player of music, at some point, it is not the worst idea in the world to just play the basic music right. to get back to the core essence of what the music that you play is all about. We listen to the Kamasi Washington. That Kamasi Washington record is a far cry from the uh, the epic because it's it's narrowed, it's straight laced, like instruments don't just flying out of like you know out of out of space. There's like you know actual space for everything. It's it's very straight laced that way. And to country's benefit, the players in that genre, the songwriters in that genre, have like a laser focus. On making hit songs. Yeah. And that's important. Like, every other genre of music right now hates making just a basic hit. Like, the hit has to have something attached to it right now that's, like, completely out of left field. So it's, like, everything, 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 left field thing. No, no. Like, country's winning because they're just laser-focused. Laser-focused, and with that laser-focused, they can say some really important things that can shape... 
not not just like their careers, but our history. Right. Uh, and uh, and totally so, agree. So yeah, in case you couldn't guess, we we kind of love the Midland album. It's it's and it, uh, it, you will you will hate yourself for loving it, but I, I as do I. Yeah. But God, it's great. Yeah. Gonna take a little break. You're gonna you're gonna head out, Mr. Dowling. Uh, I hope yes, the Metro sir. hasn't stopped running. Exactly. And, uh, I will uh, probably have run into you at uh, Pearl Street Warehouse. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully the uh, Booker T show is tight. I think one it would, will. I think it will have been. Mr. Jones will be it's tomorrow. Will be tight, Mr. Yes. Jones, it's gonna be good. Uh, so hang tight, kids. We'll be back in a few minutes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close this out with the speed On the Rocks by Midland. It is out there everywhere. Uh, if you enjoyed hearing us talk about that, enjoyed the, the, the sweet sounds you heard sort of bouncing off of your drums, uh, go out and check it out. It's up on all the streaming services. I'm actually going to get the vinyl on that one uh, just for drinking problem. <laughs> I'm going to play it back-to-back with Sam Outlaw because uh, both those uh, groups have, have made phenomenal, not just country albums, but uh, great albums this year. And uh, hopefully it is your jam. I know we, I know we, we have sort of whiplash here talking about one minute we're talking about soul music, one minute we're talking about um, country, then we're talking about metal. But look, that's how we digest music, and that's probably how you should digest music. Be open to everything. Um, speaking of whiplash, we're going to go from this straight to to sort of uh, polished pop punk with a social message. Now, uh, Kenneth and Tracy are, are in a band called Paz- Positive No. We're down in Richmond, Virginia, part of that Richmond, Virginia scene, friends of our friend PJ Sykes. And we talked to them last year. They came up, uh, very graciously brought a bunch of beers to the basement and had a, had a really great time. And I've been able to get out and see them a few times. They played a few shows around this, and uh, they're just a really um, – both of them are sort of veterans of the scene and uh, and making great music. They made this music all on their own, no label help, no nothing. They're putting it out all on their own, no PR help. Uh, so we figured we'd give them a little little – shove a little push if you will uh into the spotlight uh because it is a great album and it is uh on the whole dealing with sort of the politics of the day but not 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 drowning you in in oppression or depression or hopelessness or anything it's it's a it's the way you should talk about this stuff i think and uh the first single off that is a track called yay uh it's w a y uh it's great, is what I'm saying. Because it's positive no. Here you go. Positive no with yay.
track is Yay, uh, that is Positive No, and their album Partners in the Wild is out right now. It's up on Bandcamp. It's a good place to get music. Uh, go out and get it there. I know they have some cassettes. I'm not sure if they have vinyl yet, but they certainly have the uh, the, the digital if you're into that. And if they're coming to your town, uh, which I believe, I could be wrong. I'll go back and revise this if not, but I believe they are touring uh, with Beach Slang. So that's sort of hype. They're old friends, uh, so they're going to be playing some shows. And uh, they've done that before. And uh, toured with Beach Slang, not played shows. They definitely played a bunch of shows. So you can get out and see them. And uh, so let's start talking about this album, guys. Give it to your friends. Give both of these albums to your friends. Kicking off the Monday with the good music all around. That's about our podcast for this uh, Monday. Coming up on Thursday, like I said, you got Aaron Abernathy, a three-hour interview. We're going to break that into two parts. Actually, part one is going to be on Thursday. I think part two is going to be on Friday. I haven't figured out the release schedule. Uh, you should listen to both. This is a serious conversation about race. Uh, it is not just race, about privilege in America, about music's place in that, art's place in that. It, it encompasses all, much like uh, Mr. Abernathy himself. This is a this is one of the most thoughtful dudes you're gonna you're gonna come across this year for sure, and uh, what he's saying is important. So I hope you can tune in. Uh, and then after that, we had a really great conversation down here yesterday, in fact, with Andrew Coe from Girls Against. Now, Girls Against is a is a uh, organization that basically they're speaking out against sexual harassment and assault at music spaces and venues. Uh, or just in the music scene in general. And we know from the headlines, just, you know, people like Harvey Weinstein, Heathcliff Peru, I don't know, our own fucking president, uh, that this is this is a problem, and it's one of the biggest problems uh, in modern-day society. And uh, we still, for as long as it's been around, we don't have any answers. So we're, we're going to discuss it myself, uh, Aaron Frisbee from Fuzz Queen, Eduardo, Marcus Dallin, and uh, that's also good. I believe that's either going to be next Monday or maybe that Thursday. And then, uh, in fact, it's going to be that Thursday because coming up, right before Halloween, we got a special sort of musical costume episode for you. I won't, I won't tell you what it is, but it is, uh, if you listen to this podcast, you'll be familiar with it. That's all I can say. All I can say. Uh, if you like what you heard, you can tune in to us on Apple Podcasts. That used to be iTunes Podcasts or whatever. Now it's just Apple Podcasts. You leave us a radio message there. Google Play, Mixcloud, mix Stitcher. Uh, always available on the site at www.chunkyglasses.com. There you can see the work of Matt Condon and Mauricio Castro out there uh, doing the business with the live coverage every single night. Uh, both of them got some stellar coverage up. Matt, Foo Fighters from the Anthem, and uh, Mauricio LCD Sound System and uh, Queens of the Stone Age should be up next week uh, for coverage from that. Great, great photos from that. Uh, always thanks to Pippa, our podcast provider, and also uh, thanks to Jamal Gray, Aquatic Gardener. Uh, this interstitial music you're listening to right now underneath. He created this. Uh, he is currently uh, doing his business at, at Uptown Art House. But uh, he's also got a few bands. Now, Champa, still waiting on the uh, LP, guys. Uh, but also Reaganomics, Ray Gun, get it? Sci-fi, Afrofuturism. Come on, get hip to it. You guys know you're looking forward to Black Panther. Uh, and uh, and he's just an all-around dude, an all-around great dude. So, um, thanks to him for that, and thanks to you guys for tuning in and listening for 300 episodes. It's been a long time. Uh, but we're going to keep going as this year winds down. And i uh, got some special stuff coming up. 
So that's it. We're out of here. We'll be back on Thursday with Mr. Aaron Abernathy. Until then, get out and see some live music. Be good to your ears, but be better to your people, folks. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!